What is up, guys? It is the Blue Bloods here, and we had one of our, uh, this is probably going to be one of our most requested, viewed interviews out there, man. I know a lot of you Jackson State fans have been wanting to hear from this guy. It's the freshman sensation, led the swack in receiving touchdowns this year, former four-star recruit Malachi Wadman will be lighting up the basketball court this spring as well, man. Malachi, appreciate you coming on the show. Man, uh, thank you for allowing me to be here with you and, um, you know, get, get another opportunity to show the people, you know, what type of person I am and, um, you know, some of my dreams and some of my aspirations. Absolutely, man. And so let's go all the way back to your recruiting process, man. A top 120 player in the country, one of the most highly recruited wide receivers in the country. For you, though, walk me through your recruiting process. Who was on you the earliest and who was recruiting you the hardest out of high school? Um, Florida State, of course, you know, um, through the end. Um, Ole Miss, Tennessee, um, Oregon. Um, yeah, those were definitely the schools that were definitely um, showing me a big push and um, definitely opened my eyes to some great possibilities, you know, to come up and do in the university. So I would say those schools the most, most definitely. And, of course, you being a two-sport athlete is a huge part of what made you such a highly ranked recruit. How important was it to you that the school you committed to allowed you to be a two-sport athlete? Um, I feel like that was what was most essential and most important to me, to be honest. Um, you know, not being able to go go in and do, you know, what I've always dreamed to do, you know, be a collegial athlete and be a, a dual sport athlete, you know, I definitely that definitely could test your um definitely test your um your humility and your um your humble your humble about you. So just I definitely say um yeah, that's the biggest thing right there. I like it, man. And so kind of break this down for me. Does in your mind, does being a really great basketball player and a great football player help you in the respective sports? And how does the preparation for each of those sports separately help you in the other sport? Um, they both go hand in hand. I mean, they definitely keep me out of trouble, I could say. Um, they keep me busy. Um so yeah, just waking up every day with a purpose, waking up every day knowing that I have to um work a little bit harder um, and compete myself a little bit harder for the time that I do dedicate uh, when I do go to those sports, you know. When I'm in football season, I try to go all in on football, but I always get up, like, you feel me, forum shots and, you know, try to keep in some of the fundamentals because a a lot of basketball comes uh, real simple to me, uh, I feel like, especially on the defensive tools and the defensive uh, scheme of things. But um, for as far as how they go both hand in hand, you know, fades, remind me of jump balls and lobs and um and everything else so uh on the football field uh transitioning to the basketball court um i can't wait um i get to show off more of my speed uh, more of my quick movement i feel like more maybe in basketball and of course i guess people will also get a chance to see what type of personality i have on the court um as far as being a dog and you know trying to be a floor general 
Uh, like it, man. I can't wait to see the basketball, all the basketball highlights, your high school highlights are, I know they went viral after you committed to Jackson state. A lot of people were like, man, this kid is going to be a star on both, on both the court and the field. But everyone knows you committed to Tennessee, entered the transfer portal after your first year. How different was your recruiting experience in the transfer portal compared to your high school recruitment? Oh man, it was, um, it was a complete change, you know? Um, only, only I feel like mostly because um, I feel like COVID, you know, COVID was a strange year. Um, COVID gave uh, fourth and fifth year seniors, I believe, an extra year, which like pretty much restricted the amount of scholarship that they could give out the next year. You know what I'm saying? So just having to deal with that and, you know, also getting into the, the transfer portal so late in the, um, you know, so late in the picking season just – just really a tough predicament to be in, to say the least. I agree, man. And so, as is well known now, everyone sees the background, knows who you are in the swag in the country. Walk me through what factors led you to take your talents to Jackson State. Um, the opportunity, um, most definitely. You know, the opportunity, um, the network that I've you know, started to even build. You know, just being there. Um, in a small time, but, you know, Dion was somebody who always um, had a, a lot of passion for, a lot of love for, just as far as respect to the game, like, um, you know, playing on Madden and playing and stuff like that. That's that's the go-to guy, you feel me? Prime time, prime time. So just, you know, being able to be coached by somebody like that of that nature, you know, it's only, it's only a blessing, only a blessing to be able to learn uh, from somebody who's at the milestone of where I'm trying to go. Um, and I like it. And listen, it paid off, man. I just mentioned led the SWAC and touchdown, touchdown, receiving touchdowns. You guys are SWAC champions, made the celebration bowl for you. What were what were your biggest takeaways from the season? And how would you look at Jackson State season as a whole this year? Um, you know, I definitely think we we put on a, a very good season. You know, I think we surprised a lot of people. Um even held up the standards of many people who had a high standards of us. You know, of course we wanted to go undefeated. Uh, we all see that as something that could easily be possible. So, you know, that's something that we're building towards, of course, and just getting better, you know, um, just making sure we're stronger at some of the weaker spots that we were this year, I think will be our biggest thing. And everything else will definitely be history um, on our side of things, man. Uh, but I think we put on a, a very good season. I think towards the end of the season, we learned a little bit more about ourselves. And every lesson's only L if you didn't learn. So ready to uh, do better next year and run it back. Run it back all the way to uh, Nationals. <laughs> I love that quote there at, at, at the end of that. That was a good one. But for you, man, more on a personal individual level, you know, I was in Huntsville when you kind of had your breakout game in the Alabama A&M game, and it was a big moment. And I was screaming since week one. I was like, the fact that Malachi Wildman isn't being used in the red zone was aggravating me as an analyst. I was like, just throw it up. The kid is bigger than everybody. Give him a shot to go shine for you. What would you get? What grade would you give yourself for the 2021 season? Uh, me personally, I would say a C plus, maybe if I'm being generous to myself, just because I know that there's a lot more production I, I could have had out there, you know, um, that's just something that I, I'll grow to be able to do. I feel like, you know, capitalizing on my opportunities, 
as I get older, I just realize how more more important each and every opportunity I get is. So just attacking it like that will always, um, you know, I feel like keeping on the right end of the stick. Oh, man, I like it. And so one of the biggest storylines out of Jackson this year was the offense and the offensive coordinator changed to T.C. Taylor midway through the season. For you, how tough was that on the offense as a whole to switch play callers, to kind of switch what you guys were doing? Walk me through how the team handled that, and was it personally hard on yourself? Um, No. I don't think it was personally hard on me per se. I don't, I'm not sure as, as far as how much it affected our quarterbacks or, you know, some of our, some of our linemen as, as much, um, you know, but as far as I'm concerned, our, our team didn't really get affected by the change of plays because even though it was a change of plays, uh, I mean, a change of uh, OC, it, it wasn't much of um, a change of like all plays. Like there were all plays that we already had practice. It was just a matter of, um, the, the coach really calling them. So just, you know, getting a, a, a change in that, you know, sometimes it could definitely work good for the team. You know, sometimes it works bad, but just finding out what works is um, definitely what we're trying to do. Hey, it, it worked out for you guys. That, that points per game average skyrocketed after that change. So it ended up working out. But for you, we saw a lot of freshman and sophomore success at Jackson State this year, including yourself. Of course, Shador winning the Jerry Rice Award at the quarterback spot. There were some key freshmen on the defensive side of the ball as well. What were the, what are the keys for Jackson State? How, how were so many young players able to come in and be so successful right away at Jackson State? Well, I think it's just easy to say that if you're doing your job and you're doing it at a high level, um, Coach Prime is definitely going to take note of that and take keen to that. Um, Coach Prime watches film from as far as the scout team to the third team, four, fifth team, how many ever you want to call it. Like um, Coach Prime does it, it takes a film very seriously because he feels that whatever you show in practice is what you're going to show in the game. So just like the younger players just being the ones that execute at a higher level more just really just got the opportunity and um coach prime does a good job of you know playing some of the better guys for that position and um playing the talent you know absolutely and speaking yeah i mean i mean speaking of coach you know coach prom what is it like playing under such a legend of the game you mentioned you know he's he's been at the pinnacle he's been at the top what is what is coach Deion sanders like as a head coach behind the scenes when we don't get to see him you know even though there's a lot of access what is what is his relationship with the team you and the players like um he's like someone who could he's a mentor he's um shoot a coach but we all know coach is a father like um we've all seen him at different times especially when he was hurt when uh, coach got hurt and he stepped away from our team what I, I believe it was like a, a full month like the whole team the whole team felt that so just just being that close with our coach and knowing that um knowing that he was in the hospital that, that definitely messed with the team but you know we were still working hard for him but you know it's nothing like his presence you know he has a he has such an energetic presence uh, you know, he, he, he treats his coaching just like how he used to treat his uh, play back in the day. So Coach Prime, you know, he's the best, man. He's the best, man. Nothing but love. Hey, and and he won the Coach of the Year award as well. So I, I, there's a lot of people who are buying into the exact same thing you're saying now. And finally, before we get to know Malachi Wadman as the player, the athlete, the student – 
the last thing here about your freshman season, what were some of your biggest challenges during your freshman year in terms of it could be off the field, on the field, just your journey to Jackson State this year? What were your biggest challenges? Mm, I would most definitely say time management. Um, um, definitely prioritizing my time. If it was with even with sports, my social life, um, making sure I, you know, stay in touch with family. Um, Cause you know, we all go through a struggle. Everybody might have different struggles, but you know, we all have a struggle. And so just making sure none of that keeps away from affecting my play. It was definitely like the biggest thing for me this year, just staying like strong minded through it all, through all adversity. But definitely probably the biggest thing on top of uh, prioritizing my time, you know, and, um, and uh, making sure I'm working on my craft along with the grades, of course. Absolutely, man. And so for you, let's get to know you as a player and how you view yourself and things like that. So first, what do you think your biggest strengths are as a player? Um, I feel like I've been good defensive tools. Um, I feel like I'm active on the ball. I'm going to take risks on defense as far as, you know, jumping at steals. But I definitely plan to make plays above the rim as well, like uh, blocking shots, contesting shots. Um, rebounding, of course, I know those are all my strengths. And as far as on the offense end, getting out in transition, um, you know, playing above the rim, um, and just shooting and taking open shots and making open shots, that's what I think will definitely help my team at um, this year in this uh, point in time. Oh, man, I like it. And so, you know, back to back to the football field, and you could throw some basketball film study in here too. You know, I always like hearing how players analyze film. When you turn on the film for a defense, man, who are you looking at? What are you looking for? Walk me through your film breakdown uh, during the week. Um, usually we – well, as far as a wide receiver standpoint, you don't really necessarily have to watch, I feel like, a lot of film on – your defense because most defenses you know as far as defensive players you gotta always have that mindset like you know nobody can't stop you not saying that you can't respect people's game you respect people's games by making sure you execute what you have to do at a high level you know what i'm saying but as far as watching one no but as far as watching schemes like making sure that if i know i have to break across the field on a post or or a post a post curl just knowing where the the cornerback is at when I leave him and break into my route where the safety's at and where maybe uh, the nickel or anybody who's coming out to the flats might be at. That will definitely be like one of the bigger things in the week, just knowing who plays lazy in the second um, secondary and just, you know, attacking people's weaknesses. You know, somebody who's very flat-footed and who could, uh, um, you know, go on routes, we might take him out and, uh, and um, you know, run past him a little bit more throughout the night and stuff like that. Just, you know, just making sure that we always attack people's weaknesses. Oh, I like it, man. I like it. And so just in terms of your game, how you view yourself, what NFL wide receiver do you think you model your game after the most? Um, I know some of my favorite wide receivers, Calvin Johnson, Randy Moss, DeAndre Hopkins, um, DK Metcalf right now, um, Julio Jones, shoot, even some of the quicker guys like OBJ, um, you feel me? Um, who else? Who else? Do you care about? <laughs> uh, Devontae <laughs> Adams, you know, just those, you know, those types of, even CD Leo surprised me and uh, Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase, like uh, all those young guys, you know, 
all those young explosive guys just watching their oh, yeah. work and, and how they work. Oh man, I like it. And then on the court, man, if you had to pick an NBA player that you think you resemble the most, who would you pick? Hmm. Uh, I don't know. I've watched so many people play. I feel like I maybe even stole a little bit of everybody's game, but my favorite all-time player is definitely LeBron James. Um, I like, I'm a, I'm a big D-Wade fan. Um, KD fan, James Harden fan, um, Kyrie Irving fan, Steph Curry fan. So a little bit of everybody. Um, I like a little bit of sauce from everybody. <laughs> hey, get, yeah, you can't you can't do anything wrong. Take it from the best of the best, man. So I, I like that answer. So for you though, your head coach had the most famous pregame routine. He had to lay his uniform all the way out. He had everything ready for the game for you though, man. What is your pregame routine on game days? Um, some pregame rituals I like to keep a little bit personal. So um, I might not be able to talk on that end of thing. But one thing I do like to try to do is meditate before the game, you know, try to ease my mind, you know, before um, going to action. But besides that, man, just, you know, interacting with my teammates, um, just trying to be on the same page with my teammates before all games and, seeing where those guys are at to pick somebody up if they need to be down. Like, that's all what I'm about right there. So just making sure me and uh, all my brothers ready to go to work is um, my main objective. I like it, man. I like it. So you don't have to give away all your secrets, man, but let's say someone is playing one-on-one coverage with you on the outside. What is a, what is the number one mistake a corner can make against you? Um, Probably – Playing me flat-footed, um, playing flat-footed just because it's so easy to make any route on you when you play flat-footed. I feel like when somebody's playing flat-footed, you could still beat them with a slant if you run it flat enough, and you could easily run past them on any fade or any go or any route that's really running past them. Uh, I like it. I like it. So we all know, man. Uh, listen, I've had defensive backs on the show, notorious trash talkers. DBs are probably the worst trash talkers on, on the oh. team by far, but based on everything. So for you, are you a trash talker during the game or do you just let your play speak for itself? Um, For the most part, I let the play speak for itself, but I definitely have let it, you know, there'll be small scoreboards within the game, you know, of course, um, but that's only if somebody really tries to turn me up. But usually I'm 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 really just celebrating with my team. I, I truly am. I'm really just celebrating with my team. Uh, okay, so now we gotta put you on the spot spot a bit here. Who's the biggest trash talker on Jackson State? Ooh. Uh, I would probably say either Aubrey Miller or who else? Who else talks a lot of Definitely Aubrey Miller. I have to say Aubrey Miller. 45. <laughs> Aubrey Miller. <laughs> <laughs> I like it, man. That's all I love. He talks the most shit every single day. <laughs> every single I, day. I love it. It's because he's in all the plays, man. That, that guy was everywhere for you guys this year. So I guess if you're always around the ball, you got you have the ability to do that. So for you, though, man, Going into practice, I know practice has to be so competitive at Jackson State, but which DB gives you the most problems in practice? Hmm. 
I don't know. I don't know if it's necessarily either one, but I would say there's been a couple of DBs that made some good plays on the ball as a whole. CJ, um, Nugget, Al. That's about it, though. That's about it, though. That's that's the only that come to mind, even relatively. You feel me? Yeah. Slow <laughs> me at that point in time. So how competitive are practices for, for you guys at Jackson State? I mean, are you guys going at each other consistently trying to trying to make the plays? Like walk me through how competitive practice is as you lead into a game. Oh, man. Competitive practice can be so competitive because um, the twos play against the ones. The ones play against the twos. So it's always somebody trying to prove a point uh, when, you, when you practice like that, you know. Somebody's always trying to bump up and be the next man up. And um, as far as I'm concerned, it's probably as competitive as you can get. Um, sometimes we got to stay out of pads as much just because um, some guys really be trying to bruise some guys up. But, uh, you know, otherwise than that, nah, it gets competitive. Competitive as um, any other, I feel like, power power uh, school does too. Division one power school does too. I like it, man. And so – you know, th- this was a question that, you know, I had I had a member submit for, you know, a, one of our interviews a while back. And I really like it because I really want to see where players heads are at. If you could have one game back this season to play one more time, what game would it be? Um, Probably ULM, but not even not even ULM, though. I'd probably say I'd probably say that national game. Of course, the national game, but definitely ULM because we. Definitely were not supposed to uh, lose the ULM. I feel like at all. Like, we lost <laughs> them, I feel, all field goals. Yeah, but, uh, hey man. I mean, Jackson State almost came away with that one, man. I know. I remember that 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 game being so back and forth, and just one or two plays separating that one. But you have a long career ahead, man. So this question I was, really, I was that one probably left the most sour. I, I like him, man. I like yeah, it. So I'll, for you, and so for you, man, what is one FCS non-conference matchup that you would like to play before graduating? Hmm. I would love to be able to play Tennessee, but I don't. I don't think we we'd ever be able to get that to happen um, in my time here. Uh, maybe shortly after I'm gone, though. But. Um, Really, any SEC team or any power, um, Pac-12 or Big Ten school, I'd be I'd be more than you know happy to play against. I would love to compete against you know some of the top dogs again. You know, as far as the recruiting basis goes, again in college, like that's also why I went um, Division One just as a whole to be honest with you to compete at the highest level. But you know, it's always always you know right path, but. Happy the way it played out for me so far. I can tell you that. <laughs> yeah, man, no doubt. And so your first season in the SWAC, you guys played in some great environments. That southern environment was amazing. You guys have went on the road and played some great places, and I'm sure you're going to knock some more off before you graduate. But from this year, what SWAC team had the best environment outside of Jackson State? TSU's nice. Alcorn was nice. I would, but we play Alcorn at um, Jackson, so I, I can't even give them that credit. Uh, 
Probably TSU though. TSU was swollen uh, Memphis. I was swollen. <laughs> <laughs> I, but I has I know some people who went to that game and they said it it was insane. But real quick, man, switching to basketball season, real quick. What are your goals for the twenty twenty two season as in, individually and as a team at Jackson State? Yeah, man. Uh, some of my goals for this year are definitely uh, to win a Swag Player of the Year. Um, definitely going to try to come in and be a, a, a truly a big. Uh, different maker on my team like um, I plan to do all the defensive tangibles and offensive tangibles you know to do so but also just winning a swag championship you know um, if I don't win swag player of the year of course you know I won't be too heartbroken there but also just being you know um, a swag champion in basketball and football you know definitely one thing I'm shooting for here and definitely something that I do think is measurable and obtainable here at Jackson State so accomplishing that would be big this year for me. Oh man! I, I, listen, your first year, Jack State, to win a championship in both sports would be outstanding. And you know, is there a team in basketball that you're looking forward to playing the most in terms in, in terms of swag play? Um, I'll be excited to play in Florida for the um, the FAMU and uh, Bethune Cookman game the most. I feel like maybe um, you know that that will probably be the game where I get some the most of my family members up to it, but um. As far as that, every game I play in is definitely go out there with even a more of a grain of salt, but definitely those Florida games. I might be piped up for those Florida home games, though, for sure. <laughs> I'm going to feel home. Even going to be a away game, is going to be a home game for me. You know what I'm saying? Oh, man, I, I love to hear. And so, you know, before the last two, you know, before we get to our, my last two questions, man, I got to ask about a moment. I know a lot of Jackson State fans are wanting to know about, and it's that Southern game. You guys are down all game long. The offense has been sputtering. You get the huge over-the-top touchdown for you guys to escape with a huge win on the road. Walk me through that play call, what you saw on your game on your game ceiling touchdown, man. Um, I saw another opportunity for me to make a play on on somebody, you know, in man coverage, you know, um, deep down the field. So just running that and, you know, the quarterback, you know, having the trust and faith and, um, you know, me making the play was big. You know, that's all you could ask for. Um, big time, big time play for big time players, you know. That's all I could you know, explain it as, my guy, for real. <laughs> I I love it, man. So the last two questions, man. First, what keeps you motivated year in and year out, man? I mentioned top 120 player in the country. Go D1. Lead the swag and in, in, in receiving touchdowns. You get all the accolades, all the praise. What keeps Malachi Wildman coming in, coming in game in, game out motivated? Um, I'm family-oriented, so I feel like my family just keeps me motivated. You know, um, they are constantly on my mind constantly um, getting me motivated, getting me to jump out of bed in the morning. So just my family being um, some of my biggest supporters, man, um, through it all. And, you know, some of my teammates and some of the connections I made while being at Jackson State has been so um, deep. It's been able to um, enable me to excel at a at a level that I, I didn't know was um, possible quite for me this early. But, you know, I'm excited. I'm excited and I'm very motivated, very motivated. 
I like it, Matt. And this last question was was really, in, you know, I like asking this to seniors and, you know, juniors that are about to make that transition. You're young. You got a few years, but there's already articles about you being one of the most draft eligible players at HBCUs and the SWAC and in the FCS. So if an NFL franchise asks you, man, what are we getting if we get Malachi Wadman? What do you tell them? Um. I'm going to tell them that you're going to get somebody who you're not going to have legal problems with. Um, I feel like off the off the court or off the field, um, you got somebody who can be accountable and can be reliable as far as you know on the field play, of course. And um, you got a hard worker, a hard worker, family oriented guy who's going to um, come in and give you his all for whatever organization I'm um, with at the time. So just trying to make something at home and you know. Go by day by day, day in, day out, brick by brick. <laughs> man, I, I I love it. And listen, I appreciate you coming on here, man. I know you got a lot of things in the work regarding, you know, NIL, the basketball season, man. You're a busy man. So for you to give me, you know, 30 minutes on your time during the holidays, I can't thank you enough. But this time's yours, Malakoff. Plug your social medias. Where can people contact you for NIL deals? If you have any, you can plug them here and give any and all shout outs you need to give, man. This time is completely yours. <laughs> Appreciate you, man, having me on, you know, um, not often do I get a chance to, you know, always, you know, show what type of guy I am and, um, you know, also, you know, promote my personal brand as well as yours. So, you know, kudos to you for uh, letting me come on and, you know, follow me on Instagram at MightyMal13. Um, yeah, business inquiries might be in the DM soon. I don't know if I have full yet, but I definitely plan to get uh, booked and busy um, in my direct um, DM the message. So... Thank you once again, my guy. Thank you. Oh, man, absolutely, absolutely. But, guys, listen, it's always promote the players right here on the Blue Bloods, man. Make sure to go follow Malachi on all social media. The bigger his brand gets, the more NIL deals and opportunities he gets. And ultimately, man, we want college athletes to be able to support themselves and have their own personal brands as big as possible. So, man, appreciate you, Malachi. Congratulations on your SWAC championship in your first season. I'm looking forward to watching Jackson State as you move forward and in the basketball season. But guys, for Malachi and myself, we are out.